Good morning. Welcome to With God at Dawn. This morning, we're going to start the exciting study on the nature of man. Let's start with prayer. Dear Jesus, thank you, Lord, for the wonderful blessing you gave us that you changed death to sleep until the whole plan of salvation could be accomplished. Thank you for your kindness. In your name we pray. Amen. The nature of man. To the Christian, death is but a sleep, a moment of silence and darkness, Desire of Ages tells us. Let's read the whole paragraph there. 787 in Desire of Ages. To the believer, death is but a small matter. Christ speaks of it as if it were of little moment. If a man keep my saying, he shall never see death. He shall never taste of death. To the Christian, death is but a sleep, a moment of silence and darkness. The life is hid with Christ in God. The life is hid with Christ in God. There are things that we may not comprehend, but when Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall you also appear with him in glory. That's John 8, 51 and 52, and Colossians 3, verse 4. The voice that cried from the cross, it is finished, was heard among the dead. It pierced the walls of sepulchers and summoned the sleepers to arise. Thus will it be when the voice of Christ shall be heard from heaven. That voice will penetrate the graves and unbar the tombs, and the dead in Christ shall arise. At the Savior's resurrection, a few graves were opened, but at his second coming, all the precious dead shall hear his voice and shall come forth to glorious immortal life. The same power that raised Christ from the dead will raise his church and glorify it with him above all principalities, above all powers, above every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in the world to come. What is death? Psalm 13.3 tells us, Consider and hear me. This was written by David, King David. O Lord my God, lighten mine eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. So he knew that death was a special kind of sleep, the sleep of death. It's not the second death, because then all of our DNA information, all of how to recreate us will be totally destroyed and gone. It's just the sleep of death, the first death, for those who have to experience it. The psalmist calls death asleep, the sleep of death. 1 Thessalonians 4.15 tells us, or Paul tells us that rather, 1 Thessalonians 4.15 For this we say unto you, by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. In other words, we're not going to leave them here. Paul was having to explain to people that they were afraid that if they died that they wouldn't have a chance to be raised and saved. But he was explaining that no, those who were asleep in their graves would get to be raised and Jesus would bring them with him as well as those who are alive back to heaven. 
I'll read that again. By the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. A remain is another way of saying left, isn't it? Remember, some were taken and some were left. Some were taken and some remain. And the ones who remain are alive. And they are the ones. Let's see, let me read that again. Though we which are alive and remain, so the ones who are left are left alive, the ones remain and alive, and the ones who are taken are taken in death. Remember that for that study. Just file that away there in case you need it one day. The dead are asleep. We just read that in Desire of Ages 787 as well. Matthew 27, 52. Matthew 27, 52. And the graves were opened, and many bodies of the slain which slept arose. So... When Jesus died and he cried, it is finished, and he yielded up the boys, the, the ghost, the veil of the temple was rent in twain from the top to the bottom, and the earth did quake, and the rocks did rent, and graves were knocked open, and many bodies of the saints which slept arose. You know, somebody didn't fly down from heaven, get back in the body, and then come out of the grave. Those who were sleeping in the graves arose, awoke and arose. And came out of the graves after his resurrection and went into the holy city and appeared unto many. They sleep in their graves. Acts 13.36 tells us. For David, after he had saved his, or served his own generation by the will of God, he fell on sleep. And was laid unto his fathers and saw corruption. That's death. He fell on sleep. When David died, he went to sleep. 1 Corinthians 15, 51. Paul calls death asleep. That's 1 Corinthians 15, 51. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye at the last trump, and for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. And he explains that we're mortal, and even the dead were mortal. They were not immortal. He says here, this corruptible must put on incorruption. This mortal must put on immortality. Then shall brought to pass a saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory, because only God has immortality. Paul calls death asleep. 1 Thessalonians 4.14 tells us that the righteous dead sleep in Jesus. 1 Thessalonians 4.14 For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again. Even so, them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. Remember what we said. Just like read, let's read verse 17. 
and we which are alive and remain and are left will be caught up together with them, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. And so he will bring the ones who were dead also, not just us, back to heaven. So read the whole thing, not just one verse, and then say, see, God brings them back from heaven. No, read the whole thing, 15 through 18. Put it all together. You'll see. It'll be real clear once you weigh it all out. The righteous dead sleep in Jesus. 1 Kings 11.43 And Solomon slept with his fathers and was buried in the city of David his father and Rehoboam his son reigned in his stead. More than 25 times the expression slept with his fathers is used when recording deaths of kings in the Old Testament. We give one sample text of 1 Kings 11.43 that Solomon slept with his fathers. Let's go to John 11, 11 through 14, and we'll read where Jesus calls death asleep. John 11, 11 through 14. These things said he, and after that he saith unto them, Our friend Lazarus sleepeth, but I go that I may awake him out of sleep. Then said his disciples, Lord, if he sleep, he shall do well. Howbeit Jesus spake of his death, but they thought that he had spoken of taking of rest in sleep. Then Jesus said unto them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And I am glad for your sakes that I was not there, to the intent you may believe. Nevertheless, let us go unto him. Jesus called death a sleep. Hebrews 9.27 Oops. My goodness. Okay. Here we are. Well, I think I lost my place. Rats. Okay. Hebrews, Hebrews. There we go. Hebrews 9.27 Boy, oh boy, me and this computer going around and around. I guess I'm getting too old to have one. Um, Hebrews 9, 27. I shall not give up. I shall persevere. Hebrews 9, 27. One death is appointed unto men. The Bible says, And as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this, the judgment. You see, I believe some people are trying to find a way to avoid the judgment. By saying that you go to heaven immediately at death, or hell immediately at death. That way they can do away with the judgment. But the Bible tells us, it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment. One death is appointed unto men. Genesis 2.17 Tells us, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. Now this is what God told them. God told them they would die. In Genesis 3, 22 to 24. And the Lord God said, Behold, the man is become as one of us to know good and evil. Yes, because they ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And now, lest he put forth his hand and take also also of the tree of life, 
and live forever. You see, they weren't able to do that, were they? So they don't live forever. He said, lest they put forth his hand and take also of the tree of life and eat and live forever. That's interesting. Therefore, the Lord God sent him forth from the garden of Eden to till the ground from whence he was taken. So he drove out the man, and he placed at the east of the garden of Eden cherubims and a flaming sword, which turned every way to keep the way of the tree of life, so that they could not get to it. Romans 6.23, Death is the Result of Sin. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Death is the result of sin. I believe the Bible tells us the sting of death is sin. The sting of sin is death. <laughs> Which way it goes, the sting of death is sin. Okay. Anyway, if you want to follow that up, you can search it. John 8.44. This is Jesus speaking. You are of your father the devil, and the lusts of your father you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning. And abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. And why does the Bible tell us that he lied? It's because he was the one who told them they would not die if they broke God's law. But they would become his gods. And the Bible tells us God is spirit and he lives in heaven. They could maybe assume that if they ate of that fruit of the tree of knowledge and good and evil, they would not die, but become as gods or maybe become a spirit and go to heaven instead of dying. And that's what people believe today. They believe Satan in general. Many people believe Satan. But we just read here in John eight forty four that he is a liar and the father of it. Satan is the father of sin. Hebrews 2.14 tells us that he has the power of death. Hebrews 2.14 For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is the devil. Satan is the father of sin, and he has the power of death. 2 Timothy 1, verse 10. But is now made manifest by the appearing of our Savior, Jesus Christ, who hath abolished death and hath brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Christ abolished death. He changed death into a sleep because of the promise that he was going to come and die for us and take our debt and pay it. 
death was changed into his sleep. The Lord is good. 1 Corinthians 15, 22. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. So our eternal life is going to be given to us through Christ, not something that we have already within ourselves. We can only have it through Christ. This includes all the dead. John 5, 25 through 28. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the hour is coming, and now is, when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God, and they that hear shall live. For as the Father hath life in himself, so hath he given to the Son to have life in himself. So who has life in himself? The Father and the Son, not you and me. But when, if we are belong to Jesus, he will call us, and we will hear him, and we will live. Christ has the power to awaken all from the sleep of death. And he hath given him authority to execute judgment also, because he is the Son of Man. Marvel not at this, for the hour is coming in which all that are in the graves shall hear his voice, and shall come forth, they that have done good unto the resurrection of life, and they that have done evil unto the resurrection of damnation. Christ has the power to awaken all from the sleep of death. Desire of Ages, page 320, tells us. Jesus changed the mother's grief to joy when he gave back her son. Yet the youth was but called forth this earthly life to endure its sorrows, its toils, and its perils, and to pass again under the power of death. But Jesus comforts our sorrow for the dead with a message of infinite hope. I am he that liveth and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore, and have the keys of hell and of death. Jesus has the keys of hell and of death. As hell is, of course, the grave. Death in the grave, Jesus has the keys. For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death, that's the devil, and deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Satan cannot hold the dead in his grasp when the Son of God bids them live. He cannot hold in spiritual death one soul who in faith receives Christ's word of power God is saying to all who are dead in sin, Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead. Isn't that great? If we are dead in sin, Christ calls you to arise. Ephesians 5.14 That word is eternal life. As the word of God which made the first man live still gives us life, as Christ's word, Young man, I say unto thee, arise. It gave life to the youth of Nain. So that word, arise from the dead, is life to the soul that receives it. God hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son. Colossians 
It's all offered us in his word. If we receive the word, we have the deliverance. And if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. And see, there is that example of him bringing the dead with him as well as the living go back to heaven he's going to bring us all and not just the living this is the word of comfort wherewith he bids us comfort one another and those verses can be found in romans 8 11 and first thessalonians 4 16 and 17. let's summarize what we have read and learned today to the christian death is but a sleep a moment of silence and darkness the psalmist calls death asleep. Thessalonians, Paul says the dead are asleep. Matthew says they sleep in their graves. David died when he went to sleep. Paul calls death asleep. The righteous dead sleep in Jesus, Paul says in Thessalonians. In 1 Kings, more than 25 times, the expression slept with his fathers is used when recording deaths of kings in the Old Testament. Jesus calls death asleep. One death is appointed unto men. Death is the result of sin. Satan is the father of sin. He has the power of death. Christ abolished death. He changed death into sleep. This included all the dead. And Christ has the power to awaken all from the sleep of death. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Let's close with prayer. Dear Jesus, thank you, Lord, that we can rest in you, knowing that we're not going to have to suffer any of the things that many people teach today. No purgatory, no burning hell. Thank you, Jesus, for that. And help us to be ready so that if we do rest and sleep, you can call us at the resurrection of the just, and we will be alive forever through you. Thank you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, brothers and sisters. Isn't that a wonderful study? So the next study tomorrow morning, we're going to study, are the dead conscious? Are they conscious once they have died? And I will see you in the morning.